This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to Goodfellas Minute 86. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you care. Hello, welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one unfortunate hair doing a minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Connor Kilpatrick with me is Ron Richards. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Hello. And this minute starts off with Henry telling Karen to keep bringing in the stuff. Keep bringing it in and it ends. Do it. 
four years later as Karen picks Henry up from jail with a really, really bad haircut. Uh, prison life is rough. It's even rougher for Karen on the outside, but somehow she held on to that Grand Prix. <laughs> well, there's a, yeah, I mean, but there's a, like the well, hubcaps missing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, 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 the muffler's been, she lost the muffler sometime in, in 76. So it's <laughs> a, lot, it's a <laughs> lot of questions. Yeah. You're going ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're skipping ahead. So let's okay. go back in. Um, was the first time I, this is the first time we've seen the, the Pittsburgh connection? Yes, this is the first mention of the Pittsburgh connection. Uh, and Just by the way, the most we ever learn about it, the Pittsburgh connection. Right, they always keep it very vague because in this because it's... It's uh, cooler that way, really. It's cooler that way. And honestly, the reality isn't that interesting. Uh, so yeah. this, the Pittsburgh connection uh, was a, a, a guy by the name of Paul Mazzei? Mazzei? Same director, Paul Mazursky. M-A-Z-Z-E-I. And uh, he was a kid from Pittsburgh who was in Lewisburg that Henry met and went into a business while in prison selling uh, marijuana uh, in prison. Uh, well, it's interesting because the whole idea of rehabilitation for just blew up because Henry had much more connections after prison. Oh, yeah. He, he, his, his empire really expanded after prison because well, of his prison connections. Well, yeah, and it's, and it's interesting because, I mean, and what I think is also fascinating about this minute is because they, they pretty much gloss over the four years he spends in prison and exactly what he did. And if you, if you and Connor, I know you have, Josh, I don't know how, when the last time you read Wise Guy was, the book, but if there's, a large portion of the book is about his time in prison. And if you thought Henry Hill was enterprising yeah. before he yeah. went to prison... He hustled like a mofo while he was in prison. He just, that, like, he, doesn't he get moved to like the other, like the farm? He's prison? been working in a farm. That's and, the end. And That's running the end, stuff yeah. through the farm, and yeah. Yeah. He, he actually spent more time outside of prison than he was actually yeah. in prison. But he, he and he had he had a great system where he had um, sliced the garlic. Well, no, well, yes, yeah, it was, it was great. But he had a system where he would uh, have a, uh, a handball or, uh, a, you know, those blue kind of racquetballs. He'd um, he'd cut those in half, and they're hollow in the middle. And then tape them and throw them over the prison wall to where this Paul Mazzei's friends were outside, and they'd stuff marijuana in it and throw the balls back over. Which is just like, which, and by the way, Lewisburg was a federal penitentiary, and they don't see this happening. Like, (laughs) but that guy's playing with the balls again. (laughs) He he was moved around. Didn't he end up in minimum security at the end? Well, yeah. that, that, I mean, that's that, that's the great irony is that in the, no, not just not not the farm. There was there was yeah. minimum security yeah. and then the farm. Yeah, and, and that that's what that, that's what's really funny about this is because like in the book it says at one point he was making between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars a week selling things in prison, and, and he treated prison like a mar- marketplace. He was smuggling stuff in, whether it was drugs or goods or whatever. And to go to our calculator. If he was making a thousand dollars a week in prison in 1974, that's the equivalent of five thousand seven hundred thirteen dollars in today's money. But it all so got spent. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two hundred sixty thousand a year. Yeah, which is crazy. It all got spent yeah. bribing guards and sending money to Karen and. Yeah, but um, was, he, was he still living that life where like he was getting steak and lobsters and stuff? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, so that, once, that, he yeah. The, once he left the dorm, right? Um, but uh, what, what, I, what I find interesting is knowing all that. The moment that he walks out of the prison when Karen's waiting for him, he uh, was given parole uh, at the earliest possible point in his sentencing. And the reason he was given parole is he was, quote, unquote, a model prisoner. Yeah. Well, he, he took religious classes. He, he, went took, to, he went to school. He took. He, yeah, said he finally yeah. learned to read in the book, which is weird because you think, 
he had to be able to read to do the stuff he was doing on the outside. Right. Yeah, well, I feel like there's a different. How does he know like, he's getting the shrimp or the lobster? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they look very different. No, but I mean, just on the outside of the box, gonna check every box. Yeah. You gotta check the box. He's dealing with he's dealing with criminals and thieves. Yeah. Always uh, checking the box, Connor. It's rule number two. First <laughs> one is don't rat at your friends, but two is checking the box. Let's get back to this actual. I, I, hold on, though, but just yeah. real quick, like I, I like that's the real story, but I think that it's it's one of those things where. It makes total sense that they left that out of the movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like a whole other... That could have been its own movie. Yeah. We're, we're going to get movie. to more of that in a, in a couple of minutes, too. Which That's I cool. think is, they, is a good choice. Also. So then we do have this... This Oh, I wanted to mention this This um, there's this big time jump. Yeah. And I feel like that happens in things a lot now. But back then, I feel like I was like, oh, that's like a big deal. It's sort of just like four years later. It doesn't... It, it sticks out completely moving. I really love that. I think it's... The way they did it. I mean, yeah. time jumps are fairly common f- films in general, but the way they, he sort of smacks yeah. you in the face with that card yeah, saying four years later. But before we get to that time jump, I, I don't know if you guys talked about it last week with Ben, because I don't listen to Found Out on the show. But, um, which, is, which is fair. The, I, I really like the sound design in the, in the visitor room, in that it, the background noise is, is almost oppressive. Yeah, we didn't. We actually didn't talk about that. Actually, and you're right. We should I mean, probably it, talk about that. Because yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's my shitty speakers on this computer that I listen to the movie on, or. Yeah. Or what? But I, it was almost hard to hear them at times because the noise was so loud. And at first, I was annoyed. But then I thought about it. I was like, "No, actually, this is great because it adds yeah. to the stress of the scene." Yeah. And at the same time, I actually have a note that I wrote. Those are some good extras. <laughs> yeah, it, because it really is a ton of extras all over the place. And usually, when that happens, you can very easily pick out an extra in the background who is completely screwing it up. Well, that's, we talked about that with Ben, Josh. Remember? I mean, the, like I, I, I was focused on the couple behind Karen making out every time they were on camera. But I've never noticed them still. Yeah, yes, I, yeah. I didn't see them either. Yeah, so I don't know. But yeah, no, there 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 was a good it was a quality group of extras. Also, yeah. another thing I thought of during the scene is that the mafia if there was a mafia, there is not, none. Connor. They'd be really cold. I mean, as soon as you go to prison, you're cut off. Oh like, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's and, not well, like yeah. he goes to Polly's house for Sunday dinner every fucking week and, and then suddenly he's in prison and he just gets cut off like well, well, no, I mean, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. When you're in prison, you know, all all debts are forgiven, but also all support is gone. You know, so so you don't have to make the the weekly. You know, yeah. you got to make your weekly number. You, ba- I mean, look at what happened to Bats. Bats went to prison, and all his rackets went to Jimmy. Yeah. I, I, I well, he was on for a long time, but well, I yeah, get no, that. But no. but yeah. time, if they're so worried about people talking, it seems like that's a bad business practice to put a lot of pressure on your employees, right? To give them no support whatsoever while well, they're in prison. The mafia, I mean, there, and there, if there was a mafia, and there, we know there is none, um, the they, they really didn't invest in human resources, Connor. Oh, they, you know, you, you, should have gone to a seminar. Yeah, maybe, maybe, or, or health and safety. I want to see Polly do a trust fall. <laughs> um, I, 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 in this minute, I thought it was interesting that you know, once Henry starts laying it out for Karen, uh, uh, this is how things are now. You know, now that Paulie's out, he's on parole. He doesn't want to get you know get, get you know get uh, associated with anybody. They're on their own, and he's back in full on Henry voodoo mode. Yeah, well, you he's know, making little... making eye contact and telling her he's like, this is what we got to do. And the what the line that gets me is like, we just got to be real careful while doing it. Which makes her involved, you know. And well, I, wrote, I wrote that. I go. She is yeah. completely implicated now. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, now. So later, yeah. there's a line. I know, but hey, listen. Don't give me that baby in the woods routine. But <laughs> later, there's that line, which we'll get to, and we can say it over and over again because it's so much fun to say. Um, and the way, anyway. Uh, but like, she's she's clearly like at this point. Also, he's more harried now. Is something I noticed. Like, yeah. For the first time, he, he looks stressed out, and I don't know if that's well. He is because, because he's. he's 
he's got no money and she's got no money. Right. Yeah, but in real life, you were just saying like he's doing great. But all that money's going out the yeah. yeah he's going he's, to the cards yeah. and it's, pay, it's helping by. I mean, it's not. He's what not accumulating doing? money. They they said in the, he said the book I was making more money than ever, but I was also broke. Right. Yeah. Because the money was going right out the door. Right. So, um, why was he doing it? Why did he stay alive? He, he, he had, yeah. it, took, it was really expensive to pay off all the guards constantly. To not and be plus killed? they paid for, for yeah no for the access you know to to not be hassled to be uh-huh. able to sell drugs. Right. Plus they I were know, also so paying protection. When, when once Polly and the, no even before that they had to pay protection to other people yep. in the prison. Uh-huh. Because those old guys can't defend themselves, right? No. So it was expensive. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's expensive endeavor. Expensive, expensive endeavor. Um, what I think is also interesting is that uh, you know talking about how Paulie's not going to help them and whatever. Although we all, as we discussed previously, at this time Karen is sleeping with Paulie in real life, so he, she Awkward. probably got a little help. Awkward. <laughs> but yeah, awkward indeed. So. She's playing a whole role. She's playing the Babe in the Woods routine. <laughs> You're going she to, is doing it. She's been doing it. Don't try and sell me that, Karen. All right, you done in the room? Uh, well, yeah. So in in the room, but but going back to the to the Pittsburgh connection, um, I think it's an interesting. Note uh, that uh, and this is an ancillary. It could be a whole other podcast. But uh, this Paul Mazay guy, um, local Pittsburgh guy, who was able to get you know drugs into the prison. After this, he was the guy who went on, and him and Henry Hill did the basketball point shaving. We're, we're gonna get to that. Gonna oh get no, that. I know, I know. But th- that this is the same connection, which I think is interesting. So. Um, but, That's what I mean by him being in prison and making these new friends yeah. enabled him to really expand his criminal enterprise. Oh, yeah, fucking arch criminal, this guy. He yeah. was he was doing stuff all over the country, but you know because yeah. of his time in prison, yeah. as opposed to just focusing on Queens. Yeah. So are we are we jumping to four years later now? Well, my fun fact takes place oh. it's for the prison, so I'll just get out of the way now. So uh, Jack Foley was born in 1891, died in 1967. He's the person who created the techniques. To add sound to films, which is what I was thinking about when the we were oh. all the background noise. The Foley, Foley guy, he'd, yeah, he'd break Foley. he'd break celery and then you know punch a um, punch a turkey. He was born in Yorkville, New York, but he lived a long uh, good good amount of time in Long Island, Ron. Oh, all right, as Before all good people do, all good people do. <laughs> Before moving to Los Angeles, he, he'd, he'd be falling into cardboard boxes constantly. Right. And <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember his early his early turkey punching days in uh, Hempstead. <laughs> Uh, he'd go to the turkey farm there. And it took a lot. It took a while to sort of find the right kind of turkey, and how they reacted when you punched them. You know, depending on what kind of scene you were doing. <laughs> also, one day his wife was cooking, and uh, she had a bag of cornmeal. And he's like, "That sounds a lot. Sounds a lot like somebody stepping in snow." That's weird. And, and he got, he made everybody real real quiet. Yeah. Do it again. Do it at a more you know faster pace. Now do a runner. Now close your eyes. He rolled his knuckles over the cornmeal. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be important later. Honey, honey, do we have any celery? I, I need celery. <laughs> Coconut shells. <laughs> Just, look, close your eyes. Close your eyes. You're on horseback. You're on horseback. <laughs> Here I was thinking the giant sheet of aluminum was useless. But, but I no, want to close but your now, eyes right now. But now it's a thunderstorm. <laughs> now, now it's a thunderstorm. <laughs> wait, wait. Walk, walk across that floor again. Wait, no. Put these shoes on. <laughs> Ben Burt's got nothing on this guy. Whoa. Whoa. Back it up. Whoa. Back it up. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, thank you for that, Connor. It's good no to know problem. about Foley. Yeah. So uh, is there a more confident, uh, uh, satisfied with yourself swagger than Henry walking out of prison? 
Karen leaning on that car. Well, yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's a. I give it, these two shots. Well, it's one shot. It's the it's the slow zoom on Henry as he's walking out of prison, and then the camera spins to Karen leaning on the car, which does, is, which is missing a hubcap. Good call, Josh. Yeah. Wow, she is quite proud of herself for a woman in teacher pants <laughs> and a really bad old lady hair. Well, that's a, but that's a, no, but honestly, that's the thing. Like it's four years later, and they don't aside from the haircut, they don't look that different. Well, you don't change that much between in your thirties. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, <laughs> some, some of us less than others. Let's <laughs> get a picture of me from ten years this ago. This is this is the moment when he leaves the prison. This is the first moment in the film that takes place in our lifetimes. Ooh, ooh, fascinating. Because yeah. he was he, he got out of prison in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, I want to know why they are parked on a grass field. It looks like a there's real... no there's no there's no. There's no parking lots in Lewisburg in 1978, Josh. Are there not? No. I guess that's a vast fair. expanse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But when they filmed it in 1989, would there have been? Because it looks like they're at a real prison. So I think that they that that have, this particular problem swam up. Sorry, that was Josh. Um, I think that they weren't allowed to shoot in the actual parking lot, so they had to go around to one of the side yards. Um, that's a good question. I was unable to find what the location was for this prison. It definitely looks like a real prison. Yes. It might be an abandoned one. Maybe that was it. But yeah, I, unfortunately, I could not identify exactly where they filmed that. Uh, but yeah, so who knows? I always really like the idea, and I wonder how realistic it is that when you get out of prison, they open up a giant metal door and you it's just walk awesome. through it, and it's they like close it behind you. Right. <laughs> um, An old prison guard gives you tip of his cap. Just yep. standing there with a clipboard. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come back. So in real life, got my uh, eye on you. In real life, Karen was not there to pick him up. Ah, who was? No, he drove his. He drove yeah. a car himself home. Wait, so does someone drop a car off for him? I, I don't know. They, That's they just... a power move right there. You make sure there's a Mercury in the parking lot. <laughs> What's great is that if he par- when he went there four years ago, I'm just leaving the car right here, all right? Guys, listen, guys, I'm giving you my keys, all right? Just just keep the snow off it. That's all That's I'm asking. That's why there's no hubcaps. Somebody took one in the four years. That's <laughs> well, legitimately bronchial. Um, <laughs> so, I keep skipping ahead. I'm sorry. So this I was July 12th, 1978, just to be, just to be clear. Yeah. But then he sits out. But then the scene would have been different because it would have been him walking out. Yeah. Stop! You're flooding it. You're flooding it. Ruins <laughs> <laughs> this whole swagger. I mean, I was gone for two weeks, and I got back and t- started my car. It took a second. I mean, I can imagine four years. Well, no one was at. If no one's putting anything in that, they better have drained the tank. Is all I'm saying because that's going to clog your carburetor. Oh man! Did they have Staybill back then? I don't know. <laughs> anything else for this minute? I do not have any of this minute. This is this is uh, that's all I got. I would go ahead and suggest that we got a lot out of this minute, perhaps more than we expected. Well, hey, the foley really added to it, <laughs> not in a, in a great way. Yeah. It's not not a complaint. So that will be it for minute eighty six. You can tune in tomorrow for minute eighty seven. Until then, you can check us out on Twitter at Goodfellas Minute and on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. You can find all of our episodes at GoodfellasMinute dot com, and you can support the show by going to Patreon dot com slash GFM. Or go to goodfellasminute.com slash support where you can shop via Amazon. But if you go to patreon.com slash GFM and you become a patron at a certain level, you get your own mob nickname, which we'll be giving out 
on Friday's episode. So and stay it, tuned for that. And it's also very exciting for our, our Patreon uh, patrons who submitted that the uh, rewards are being uh, been mailed or being mailed. They're in the process. We've got pins and buttons that are going out to the patrons. Stickers uh, and buttons stick- for, for yeah. certain level members. So. I said pins and buttons. Stickers and buttons. So you can uh, check out our social media accounts yeah. for pictures of those things if you want one of those stickers or buttons. buttons have and, pins. Yes, fine. And, uh, <laughs> you can check out that at Good Fellows Minute and at Good Fellows Min. Cool. Um, if you have any questions or any comments, or if you want to remember Ron's family with a correction, you can email us at contactgoodfellowsminute.com. And until tomorrow, goodbye. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.